Get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, back with you live and direct from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul on another edition of Sports Done Right. Oh, Super Bowl edition. Let me take a little stretch. Let me grab some of this Evan Williams bourbon and settle in. Thank you so much. It's been a couple weeks. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you live and direct, like I said, from the state of Minnesota. And before we get started here, you can follow the show and follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Uh, where else? Oh, Sports Done Right. Search that on your Instagram and Facebook, and uh, you can join our groups there as well. Follow me there. And, I mean, shout-outs to xsquadaffiliates.com, where you can also find the show archived there with my podcast family from X-Squad and everybody else, all the other podcast people out there I've come to meet and know along the way. Appreciate you all. All right, people, let's get to it because we've got a few things to get into tonight on Sports Done Right, so I appreciate you. If you're listening live or on demand, like I said, I just appreciate you. So obviously we got the Super Bowl. Oh, Tommy does it again. I just we'll get into it later, but you know, I mean, there's stuff to talk about on both ends. Is he a cheater? I think that's been proven. At least the organization that he used to play for uh, definitely was caught a couple times. But ten Super Bowl appearances. Damn. And to win seven, I mean, you know, I'm I'm part Brady hater, but, you know, I mean, what are you going to say? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, the, uh, people talking and everybody's all, you know, there's the the NFL conspiracy theorists, you know, the, the fix is in, you know, if, it, if it's Brady playing, he's always going to win. But, man. Yeah, Tampa Bay defense, which we're going to talk about here shortly, is just phenomenal. 
And what I told people last week was for in order for Tampa Bay to win that game, they were going to have to play that defense was going to have to play its best defense. And I'll be damned if um, <laughs> that's exactly what they did. So congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I mean, give it up for Togo, Jeremy, all my Florida people down there. I love it. All right, folks. Uh, some sad news coming to us. Also, um, uh, a coach that impressed me. I had a lot of respect for Marty Schottenheimer. He passed away um, at the age of 77 yesterday. Uh, he was living out in Charlotte. Obviously, he is a a very well-known former coach, obviously with the Browns, the Chief, Chiefs, Washington, and the Chargers. You know, success with all of them. And, you know, he went out in a bad way in San Diego because they blew a playoff game to, <laughs> ironically, Tom Brady in New England out there. And wind up losing, I think, with 24-21 in the game they should have should have won. Uh, San Diego's owner decides to get rid of Marty Schottenheimer, which was, you know, not totally expected. So when when that actually happened and, and he he fired him, and I think that was uh, Dean Spanos. Um, yeah, I, you know, nobody's really expecting it. And he is the eighth winningest coach all time. 200 wins, exactly right on the number there. I'm trying to look for the total record. Bear with me. Uh, Well, you get the picture. No, the thing that, you know, Marty brought, you know, he was very successful in in the regular season. Um, Had issues in the playoffs. So, you know, that that was just the thing. They just, his teams really just didn't do a whole lot in the playoffs. Um, Cleveland, 86 AFC Championship. <laughs> Elway led the Broncos back on the 98-yard drive as, as you remember it being called the drive. That was Marty Schottenheimer across the field watching that going down. Um, the year after that, the Browns were trailing Denver. And the infamous fumble by Ernest Biner on the three-yard line as the as the, the Browns were driving to take the lead. And that was just kind of the way it went. So um, Marty, great dude, great coach. You know, he, he um, let's see here, he won 10 or more games 11 times. He did go in 2006, he did go 14-2 and two with the Chargers. And um, got them to the AFC's number one seed there. But um, good guy, you know, battled uh, dementia and all that stuff later in life. And wasn't, you know, the the happiest of endings. But Marty Schottenheimer is just a a good dude, a great coach. Um, Players seem to, to really dig him and respond to him. And, you know, we wish his family well. Rest in peace to you, coach. And, you know, it's just 
kind of weird. This, you know, Marty Schottenheimer is a name you grew up with and, and was there forever. And now he is gone home to glory. So rest in peace to Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, what else are we going to get into? Oh, one thing on a personal note, want to give a shout out um, to Tommy Kramer and crew, Buddy, Terry, everybody over there. Uh, you've seen the pictures I've posted on Twitter and on Facebook and things like that. And and Buddy and Terry open up their home and, you know, Tommy stays with them when he's up north here. And just a, a, a really good time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, this week, got to meet Eddie McDaniel, who is one of my all-time, all-time favorite Vikings. So that that was a lot of fun. Uh, Robert Griffith, the same thing. Got to meet him, Byron Chamberlain. And uh, folks forget, Byron Chamberlain won two. Uh, you know, he was on those back-to-back teams in Denver and won two rings out there as well. So it was just a lot of fun, you know, listening you know, being what being what a fan will do. You know, listening to these stories, getting to meet people that you admired on the field and and looked up to, and and you know, grew up with as well. And it was just a blast, man. Sitting there talking with Eddie McDaniel, especially because, like I said, he was one of my all time favorite Vikings as well. So shout out to to the Tommy Kramer crew. Look forward to golfing with them this spring. It was a lot of fun. And I'm proud to be uh, <laughs> on the inside uh, circle there, hanging out with some very nice folks and meeting new nice folks, actually, every time we go over there. There's always some new folks over there and just kind of meeting and swapping those old Viking stories, man. That is what it's all about. All right. Um, real quickly here, we're not going to spend too much time on college basketball this week. We will next week when we get back. Gophers did pull off a win the other night. Um, just bear with me here. I was trying to, of course, computer goes haywire when you need it most. They Now, listen, they beat Nebraska 79-61. And Nebraska sucks, but the Gophers have put themselves in a position where the, every win is much needed. And if they're going to try and do anything with any hopes of getting to whatever this tournament is going to look like that's going to be upcoming here soon. Well, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure it out because they, you know, Patino has a garbage Big Ten conference record. I think you know it's approximately like a fifty-two and eighty-eight or something in that neighborhood. And I can find out here for you shortly, but um. Is just is this just another ho hum year? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, it started off okay. We had Marcus Carr looking real good, and now it's just kind of like back to ho hum. No, nothing's gonna happen. And quite honestly, you know, we've talked about this before. By the way, he is fifty-two and eight. Hey, I called it almost on the dot. Fifty-two and eighty-nine in big in the Big Ten Conference. Um, since he has been here, his record is one hundred and thirty-eight wins to one hundred and fifteen losses. Since he started back in twenty thirteen, 
listen, I hear I hear people talking to me, sports gov. I get it. I don't like them. Can we fire them? But the fans have a misguided, and we've talked about this over the past years as I've been doing my podcast. The the local Minnesota Gopher fans have a slightly skewed, I think, look at what this job truly is. You know, we think back to those uh, some of those teams that rose up out of the ashes, coached by you know the great Clem Haskins, um, little run here from uh, Tubby Smith. You know, even though Tubby obviously didn't have the most success here as well, but. Um, you know, I mean, Dan Monson's been here. Remember, Dan Monson came from Gonzaga when he was hot at Gonzaga. You know, he came here and did not a whole lot. And ironically, he went out, and I, I, I don't know if he's still the, the coach over at Long Beach State, but he's gotten into the to the tournament two or three times out in Long Beach. So I just think that the gopher the head coaching position at the University of Minnesota for basketball is a, a little bit different. It's not as prestigious as Gopher fans want to think it is. Winter, again, winter, Minnesota. Granted, Big Ten team, you know, despite what the NCAA made, made you take a banner down for your Final Four run, but, you know, the potential has been here, you know, Occasional Big Ten championship, or at least on the cusp. It's been a while recently, obviously, but, you know, 98 made that run to the Final Four. I just don't know what kind of coach folks you find to come in here and who can really turn it around. I I have no idea off the top of my head who that is. Unless you're going to get Coach K. (laughs) Right? That ain't happening, obviously. So I just don't know because while, hey, if you come to me and then you say, you know, Patino's been here going on eight years, doesn't really seem to be happening. It just, I don't know who fills his shoes or not his shoes, his job. I just don't know who that is. You know, in 2016, 17, Gophers went 24 and 10, um, 11 and 7 in conference. Made it to the uh, round of 64 in 2018 and 19. Had that nice year, 22 and 14. Um, actually, a losing record in conference that year. They were tied for seventh at nine and 11. Made it to the round of 32. And, you know, made made a small little run there. But you look at his uh, other years. You know, 2015. So let's let's just break it down. 2013, 2014, 25, and 13. They were the NIT champions. Okay, so it's NIT, but we were all hyped. Then you get to 2014, 15. They finished up at 18 and 15. They tied for 10th in the conference. They were six and 12 in the Big Ten. And then they keep pummel. You know, just going down the drain in 2015 and 16, where the Gophers were eight and 23. 2-16 in, in conference. 13th out of a 14-team league. And then they bounced back. Like I said, they made the uh, round of 64 the following year. Following year after that, though, they go down to 15 and 17. So they went from 24 to 10, down to 15 and 17. In conference, they were 4 and 14. So it's just, 
you talk about riding the waves of up and down. We go for hoops. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so keep your eyes tuned. I mean, you're you're unless the Gophers do something really big in along the stretch here into the whatever the Big Ten tournament is going to look like, or the uh, NCAA tournaments if they have find a, happen to find a way to get in there. We'll see. Um, Richards making just over two point one million a year. Good luck. If you're going to get rid of them, good luck. I'm Again, I'm not necessarily opposed to getting rid of them. I just don't know who's going to want this job. And I don't know if the University of Minnesota has the scouting acumen, nice word, acumen, to go out and find that next young, unknown kind of hero. Or who do you go pick from somewhere else and say, hey, it's a Big Ten job. A little bit of history here. It's yours. Good luck, Golden Gophers. Um, again, not going to talk too much uh, basketball tonight as I just want to get into the Super Bowl roundup. But the Timberwolves got a nice, a couple nice wins. But again, without Cat in the lineup, it's just so hard to tell. We all want to, you know, everybody wants to fire the coach. I I am one of them. As we've talked about many times on Sports Done Right here, like Ryan Saunders, wasn't a fan of the Timberwolves putting him into the that job. I just thought it was just strictly because he is Flip's son. And with, you know, Flip obviously passing away recently, it was a nice story. And, and, and you know, just all the things you've seen on TV, all the stories and everything, that's great. But I didn't think... It was going to work because the Timberwolves aren't winning. And I don't think he was the coach to to get wins from from this team. Now, I get it. D'Angelo and Cat have not played together since they had, you know, put together their, their little trade deal to get D'Angelo here. So, you know, those two friends can start hooping together. They played five games together before Cat went away with COVID. And honestly... You know, depending on who you talk to here in the Twin Cities market, does Cat sit out the rest of the year? I mean, we've all known the stories. He lost his mom to COVID. His dad was racked with it pretty heavily. He's lost six family members to this this virus. I mean, after a while, he may just shut it down. You know, there's other things at play here for him. Ricky Rubio we've talked about. Um, not going to be the dead horse there. Wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan of them bringing him back. Um, I, I, I know what they were trying to do down at Target Center by bringing Rick back. But it's just it hasn't worked. You know, a couple nice games. But again, just kind of the old Ricky Rubio. Uh, can't really shoot. Some poor decisions on the floor. Again, he's not going to be. the. I, he could He could have been a piece, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a piece that is working to get this team to the playoffs. So, I mean, here we go again. Timberwolves lottery. Welcome back to it. Uh, Twins baseball coming up around the corner here. We'll be talking about the twins here a little bit more next week. And yeah, I mean, what are we? February 9th (laughs) pitchers and catchers reporting people. 
in a few more days. So um, congratulations to the Twins. Okay, I, I, I'm just I'm I'm excited to see what they do. Excited to see what the Minnesota Twins do this year. Um, real quick talk on the NBA. Watch out for Philadelphia. Phenomenal. Embiid playing ball, looking good. MVP type of campaign so far. So far. Tom Thibodeau has the Knicks playing well. No, we weren't big fans of him here, but (laughs) off he goes to New York and he has New York winning some games. Um, We got a, let me see here. Just checking the NBA scoreboard to see the games we got tonight. Uh, Pistons up 63-54 at halftime. We got the Knicks 34-30. Um, Ten minutes left in the second quarter there. We got the Pelicans over the Rockets with an early start as well. They're in the second quarter. And later on tonight, you got the Warriors and Spurs. You also have the Celtics and Jazz. And folks, Utah Jazz playing ball. Playing some very good basketball recently. Keep an eye on Donovan Mitchell out there. He's averaging just over 23 points a game. Um, we'll see if Jason Tatum from Boston can uh, can keep him in check. There. Uh, who else do we got going tonight? 76ers and Kings gonna be that could be a, a very interesting game as well. Kings are are looking all right. They're seven and six at home. We'll see what they can do. But um, those 76ers, man, 17-7. and seven. Nice little start for them. And then we got the Trails, Trailblazers hosting Orlando. And that is your NBA slate of games. Um, very quickly here, one other thing that I wanted to talk about on the NBA side of things. Real quick. Oh, where'd my notes go? Where'd my notes go? Uh, um, we'll have to remember that another day. Oh, power rankings. Here we go. I wrote these down on, let's see. So for the NBA power rankings this week, we're going to use the ever popular ESPN crew there. Lakers number one. Now here's the thing. The Jazz are number two. And as we were talking about the reason the Jazz are number two right now is because they've won 15 of 16 games. 15 of 16 out there in Salt Lake City. Uh, Mike Conley and crew, like we said, Donovan Mitchell, everybody doing a great job out there. The Clippers come in at number three. Um, everything's good there. They're just not going to beat the Lakers. And again, the 76ers are coming in at number four. Joe Embiid, like we talked about, he's having an MVP type of year. And also, by the way, on the defensive side of the ball, very, very good there as well. So congrats to the my homie Rel Scott's Philadelphia 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee. Five. Do you think, do, or do you see the Milwaukee Bucks coming out of the East? Ponder that thought for, for a moment. And we'll finish out with the top 10. Number six, Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant looking good. Um, coming back from that Achilles injury, man, and and I'm just very happy for that guy. 
I've always been a fan of his. I know he doesn't handle everything kind of off the court the way we want him to and burner Twitter accounts and whatnot. But, man, let me tell you something about KD. Straight up baller. Ain't nobody doubting him. The Phoenix Suns, young team, started to put something together last year. They're coming in at number seven. Number eight, the Denver Nuggets. Um, 12 and 10. I'm a little disappointed in that record for Denver. Um, we'll see if they can start uh, getting it together as uh, Nikola Djokovic or Djokic. Uh, he scored 47 the other night. Um, we'll see. Like I said, a little disappointed in Denver. Uh, Boston 12 and 10 as well. Same thing there. Um, wonder, uh, I saw this on Facebook there, my homie Sidney Jackson. Wonder when that coach is going to start getting some heat old Brad out there in Boston. Because again, you know, Boston wants you to win championships, and that just has not been happening. And the San Antonio Spurs come in at number 10 in the ESPN power rankings for hoops this week. All right, folks, let's do this here. We're going to get into our first break when we come back. <laughs> it's all about the Super Bowl, baby. Golden Gophers winning rings. We'll be right back. More sports done right. Again, I am Vince Wright, your, your host. I'm known as the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. Again, follow the show on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. And then Sports Done Right on Facebook. That's W-R-I-G-H-T. Also the same on the Instagram, and you can find us there. We'll be right back with more Sports Done Right after our break. Hi, this is Terry Crews. Actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the Wait a Minute show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani J.B. Bodie. And of course, my man Lopan on the Wait a Minute show. Ain't that right, Lopan? Hey guys, this is Sports Gov Vince Wright from the great state of Minnesota. And I'm here to tell you guys about pick and shovelware. Go to pickandshovelware.com. You're going to get 20% off when you use the promo code NORSTAR. Get 20% off right now when you use the promo code NORSTAR. That's pickandshovelware.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Figured out a lot of things in my life. Called devil's advocate. 
some wrong, some right, devil's at explanatory. But, um, you know, trying to get it right, you know. Trying to stay right, so, Mr. Right. How do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me make it through the day. How do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me change my evil ways. How do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me take up all these chains. Bless you with the pain. How do I explain? I'm a devil's advocate. Miss brown skin, light brown skin, dark brown skin. We could link around ten. I said, I ain't got no lady, you ain't got no man. Tell me what's the deal, what's the plan? You wanna talk, wanna touch, wanna make love, wanna have sex, wanna fuck. You want all of the above, but you want it with somebody you can trust. Might as well face it, I'm addicted to love, or is it lust? Trying to keep you in my grasp, in my clutch, when we split like a Dutch afterwards. Wanted if we moved in a rush, not waiting for the next bus. What they say every 15, here comes another one, about to get something that's troublesome. Is a relationship possible? Is it realistic or an obstacle? Not for you. I'm on the phone, said I need some time alone When you gone, wish I had you in my home Said you got a Jones in your bones Played D'Angelo, Andy Stone Told me come and get it while it's warm Called you back and said come on It's me halfway, we can burn it till we fill up the ashtray And I've never been the one for betrayal I just gotta find a way to say no Devil's advocate How do I explain, what is it I can say Gotta help me make it through the day how do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me change my evil ways. How do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me take up all these chains. Bless you with the pain. How do I explain? Sins of the father cast down upon us, son, as the sun sits overcast, beaming down upon us. Hand inside the gauntlet with a hair trigger, father figure views the Bible channel as he sips upon his liquor. Some watch the father watch the channel as the hammer hits the anvil and it's spinning out the blade. I recollect the times I could have died by suicide, but stayed alive before I hit the seventh grade. I met a friend who jumped over the ledge, but someone grabbed the leg before the halo or the flames came overhead. I understood that all the tears were shed and realized that I lived in Denial, lay the rest us in my bed. Know the secret, some should never know. Deep inside, I hold, wishing I was never ever told. Praise by others telling me I'm bold. Though I often wish my ears were shut, mouth would take the eyes were closed. So, how do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me make it through the day. How do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me change my evil ways. How do I explain? What is it I can say? Gotta help me take up all these chains. With the pain. How do I explain? The high rise is in the skyscrapers in the distance. Living in a complex can be so complex. Section 8 till we get it straight. I see if we gon' make it big, get up out of here. Any day the high rise is in the skyscrapers.
votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct. Breaking it down, Minnesota style. Little Cinderella, Dana Dane. Oh, thank you for joining us. Sports done right. With yours truly, Vince Wright, sports governor. And I was just posting a story, actually, to our Facebook page. The Dallas Mavericks cease playing the national anthem before games this year. Now, this is going to be very interesting because you know how it's going to break out. Conservatives are now going to probably call for the Dallas Mavericks to be removed from the sports landscape. And if you're on the other side, hey, cool. I'm down with it, they say. But here's what a lot of people don't really remember is that for a very, very long time, the national anthem was not played before sporting events and recently became so due to the military getting um, into advertising with the NFL years and years and years ago. And hence, we started playing the national anthem before football games. And well, you know how the rest goes. So, let me ask you this. Are you upset with that? You know, it's become so ingrained now that a lot of people, you know, you you just, you don't, just don't take it for granted. Or, you know, you just sit there, it's like, okay, stand up, you take your hat off. Some people don't stand up nowadays. As they're, then that is their right, agree, disagree, whatever. Some people take a knee. But I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Um, and again, the Dallas Mavericks are not playing the national anthem before their home games this year. And let's see how it, how it breaks because you know what's going to happen. Like I said, I just told you how it's going to break down. But in the end, you know, I, I I was wondering when we were going to see this start happening. Like I just told you, you know, many, many moons ago, they didn't do it. Now with everything going on, regardless of what side you're on on these issues, I knew somebody was going to do it. Mark Cuban, obviously, who owns the Dallas Mavericks. Um, has on a, on a personal crusade, him and Trump have been, have been uh, going at each other long before Trump even became president. Uh, Mark Cuban was not a fan of, of the Trump administration by many, many, uh, well, he made it known. I mean, you didn't have to get it from people around him. He made it known how he felt about that administration. And there you go. I'm trying to see if I can get into the story here real quick. 
And let's see. So this comes from Tim Cato of The Athletic, which, by the way, if you're really into sports and you just want to get the sports stories, minus all the videos and the background noise and the ads from all the other big sites, sign up like I did for TheAthletic.com. You can tailor it to your local area, get all the great sports writers and and sports stories. No ads, no nothing. Love it. Anyway, the Dallas Mavericks have ceased playing the national anthem before home games this season and do not plan to play it moving forward. Hmm. A decision made by owner Mark Cuban that he confirmed to the Athletic Monday evening. None of the 13 preseason and regular season games played at American Airlines Center this season have featured the anthem before the game, including Monday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the first played this season with a limited amount of fans in attendance. The Mavericks did not publicize the anthem's removal, and the Athletic was the first media organization to reach out about the change after meeting or after noticing its absence on Monday. Multiple teams, employees describe only noticing the anthem's removal on their own, as it was not also announced or explained internally. Cuban has denied a uh, request for further comment, so I'm sure he he will be talking about it again soon, but. Something to think about here. Something to think about. On a personal level, are you upset by that? Does it really make a huge difference to you? Some people think it's a good idea because you're kind of taking the politics because we're just we're just too divided as a nation. And, you know, they're taking the politics out of it. And let's, look, let's just get to the game. You know, I was talking to uh, some older gentlemen on the golf course that I got paired up with um, actually two older white guys. And they, they were the ones that reminded, that reminded me that, you know, they, you know, didn't used to even play the anthem before sporting events. You know, you come out pretty much get going. And I think, you know, you're, this is not going to be the last team you see do this. So we'll definitely keep our eyes on it. Again, that story is in The Athletic. I'm sure it'll be on all the other major sports websites if it's not already. Dallas Mavericks ceased to play the national anthem at the de- or excuse me before their home game. So, all right, let's get to it. Football time, the Super Bowl. 31 to 9 Tampa Bay. I mean, phenomenal. Just phenomenal because nobody expected what happened to happen. You can say, hey, Brady is going to help find a way to win this game for, for his team and all that, but, but for them to come out, and what I, what I said earlier and what I said last week to people was Tampa Bay, for them to win, is going to have to play, or excuse me, their defense is going to have to play the best game they played all season. And here's something else that I heard last week, and God, oh, man, I wish I could... I can remember who said it. It was not me, so I'm not taking credit for this at all. But I, it was on one of the sports radio shows, you know, flipping around satellite radio. And the guy said, the thing that scares me about this, if you're Kansas City, is that Tampa Bay hasn't played their best game yet. And that comment really stuck with the sports governor because he was right. It's like they haven't played their best game yet. Look, you got Tom Brady throwing three interceptions up in Green Bay, and they're still winning games. But they haven't played their best game yet. And, you know, 
this was about as close to it as they, as they got. I mean, it, it may have been because despite losing to Kansas City earlier in the year, I, he- I heard on the interview Coach Arians talking about his team being tired during that stretch. They had only lost to Kansas City by, I think, uh, three or four points. It wasn't a huge blowout. And he talked about how he got his team to recoup, kind of rest up, and just keep going. Because that was the last game they lost, if I remember correctly. And now they finish out the season um, as the Super Bowl champions. Tampa Bay defense did exactly that. Came in and played the best game they could. With names that you've heard before, but you didn't really maybe necessarily think of as being there in Tampa Bay, like Indomitian Sioux. Indomitian Sioux. Jason Pierre Paul. Another big game, the Levante David. Devin White, our main man, and Antoine Winfield Jr. Let me tell you something. That homie kills me. I mean, the taunting of Tariq Hill, the payback, in a sense, because that's what it was. Now, you got to be careful with penalties and all this stuff. You got you to gotta be real quick with that. But, but, you know, just dude to dude, man, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Because that's what makes uh, Winfield Jr., Antoine Winfield Jr. Unfortunately, our other Golden Gopher, Tyler Johnson, did not get any catches in the big game. But him, or he and um, Antoine, they are world champions as rookies in the NFL. And congratulations to them. In my Sugar Knight voice, for all you teams talking smack, that nobody, they can't be put in the NFL if they come here. Your coach is just all hot air. You want to find a way to get to the Super Bowl as a rookie and win a ring. Come to Minnesota, baby. Come to Minnesota. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Anyway, congratulations to them. Now, Tom Brady, 201 yards, three touchdowns, two of those to his old buddy Gronk. Gronk for a minute was looking like he wanted an MVP trophy to to you know take home with him. He got he had six receptions, 67 yards, big 25 yarder, uh two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette by the way too. Not only on the rushing side where he had 89 yards, he had that 27 yarder, that beautiful touchdown run. I feel so happy for him cuz he was just shunned, you know, by you know, by Jacksonville and now to come back in the same state, down the freeway, and to help Tampa Bay across the state win a championship is something else. Togo, my main man, Togo Coles, out there in Tampa Bay, Florida. Can't wait for that invite to the Tampa Club. The Tampa Club going to be popping when my main man Togo gets in there. Appreciate you, Togo. Uh, I got some folks too. I want to acknowledge here that are listening, uh, that are that are uh, sending some uh, thoughts to us here uh, through Twitter. So Togo, appreciate him. He's in the Speaker.com chat room. 
Um, we got uh, Sarah in Minneapolis. She's always listening to us. Uh, she's down in South Minneapolis. Thank you, Sarah. We have Bobby in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Appreciate you listening, Bobby. We have Scott listening to us also in Minneapolis. We got Big Mikey, as he calls himself, Big Mikey Vince. What's up? I know you don't remember, but we've actually met before at the uh, Super Bowl, or not Super Bowl, the um, Vikings draft party with uh, Purple PTSD. So appreciate you, uh, sir. And we also have Sam in Roseville, Minnesota. And we also have Patty, who is listening to us in white bear lake i appreciate you all right i'm gonna file a complaint with the hoa too many neighborhood kids at levante's looking for autographs got golf carts blocking the street yeah togo um has done very well for himself he lives in a very nice little community down there behind the gates and a couple of his neighbors are now tampa bay world champions all right so tom brady you know complete opposite no interceptions in the super bowl um, just did what he had to do, man. You know, just did what he had to do. Uh, you knew if, you know, this, like I said, a couple hundred yards, throwing the ball, three touchdowns. I guess that's good enough to get him the MVP, obviously. But what can you say, man? I mean, love the dude, hate the dude, whatever. It, it is what it is. The sad thing is now, yeah, you're going to hear about it from the media for eternity with Tom Brady, but. You know, you win seven Super Bowls, you get there ten times. Damn. Whew. Now let's flip the script and bring up the big red here. The Kansas City Chiefs, former defending world champions, Patrick Mahomes, 270 yards. He was sacked three times through two interceptions, no touchdowns. That is not the stat line that you are used to seeing from one Patrick Mahomes. Uh, rushing... Hilaire led him with 64 yards, no touchdowns from any of the running back. Well, because they didn't score a touchdown, they they just had field goals. Now, if you thought going into the game, a game that came in at, with uh, my favorite betting establishment at 55 and a half for the over under, Tampa Bay, or excuse me, uh, Kansas City three point favorites, definitely would have took the Tampa Bay side of that bet had I put some money down. But, I mean, the Tampa Bay defense just set the tone early, often, and all game long. They just set the tone. And when the Chiefs were driving, they just couldn't get it done. Couple fourth down, no conversions. Got down close, couldn't stick it into the end zone. Had to settle for the three um, kicks from Sukup. That's their kicker, Ryan Sukup, by the way. Um, You know, Tampa Bay couldn't have played a better game defensively. And hats off, by the way, to, you know, as we talk about how um, black coaches in this league cannot get jobs. I mean, Bruce Arians, literally his entire defensive staff is African-Americans. And, you know, after this, if these guys can't get any looks, I don't know what to tell you, man. But we're going to talk. That's a topic for, for a future episode, and we we will definitely get back to that. But I just wanted to say, Props to uh, Bowles and the rest of the crew down there for putting together an absolutely stonewall game plan. Just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. They won't get the credit because Tom Brady's on the team. And that's where we're going with it. But they deserve 
a very loud standing ovation. Props to them. And, you know, I mean, we can talk about the stats, you know, but for me, the eye test. Just the domination of the Tampa Bay defense. And then just watching the game, you know, I had, again, um, watching the game over at uh, Tommy Kramer's there with, with some folks. And they're just, nobody's just got the feeling that Kansas City could even do anything. Every time you looked up, passes were being tipped, blocked, intercepted. The, 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 some of these hits that um, Mahomes took. Ouch. I mean, damn. I mean, he took some shots and his body got bent in all kinds of weird ways. Now he's having surgery tomorrow for the turf toe. I get it. He may not have been 100% Kansas City fans, but I mean, he may have gotten a, a, a touchdown had he been 100%. But I just think the way Tampa Bay was playing, I mean, they wanted it. They They were on a mission and you could tell. And that defense was phenomenal. Mahomes, as usual, tried to make some things happen while scrambling. Just didn't work out this time. A lot of time it works out for him. It didn't work out this time. Got streakers going down the field with the infamous Kevin Harlan. Thank God you got Kevin Harlan on the call to be able to, you know, describe this stuff as only Kevin Harlan can, right? So that was kind of funny. Um... On CBS Sports here, there's a list of a bunch of plays that were instrumental in this game. And at 13, they have Antoine Winfield Jr. establishes a no-fly zone. Very interesting because what they say, Barrett's set up and Winfield knocked it down. It's well-known Mahomes isn't an easy quarterback to grab an interception off of. But when he tried to make something special happen with the pass to Tariq Hill, Winfield wouldn't have none of it. You'd go on to help contain Hill for most of the night and then let him hear about it by returning his peace sign taunt dished out initially by Tariq Hill in week 12. You know, people are finding out Antoine Winfield Jr. And of course, we talk about him here because he's a gopher. His dad is a former Viking, all that stuff. But he's just a hell of a player. Just a hell of a player. So congratulations, Tampa Bay. Um, just trying to see Travis Kelsey. He's, he was main dude, man. 133 yards receiving on 10 catches. He uh, had a 33 yard reception as well. But outside of that, him and, and Tariq Hill had a nice game. Seven catches for 73 yards. Just no touchdowns. You know, Leonard Fournette, even on the receiving side, he had 46 yards on four catches for Tampa Bay. And just, again, a phenomenal defense, great coaching staff in Tampa Bay. And, you know, for for Tom Brady, just on a personal level, because, you know, he heard it all the time. It's the system in New England, you know, and especially because when he was hurt, which obviously wasn't often up there, his backups came in and shined and got contracts. Garofalo, right? I mean, infamous. Hey, we might have, we might have to let Brady go soon, right? We got Jimmy Garoppolo sitting out there. Well, we know Jimmy can't stay really on the field. Good quarterback, just can't stay healthy. 
So, you know, he, he had these uh, backups that came in and did some success. And now he goes year one. I mean, that's the thing. Soon as he leaves New England, he gets another chip. <laughs> Stuff uh, Hollywood screen writers love to deal with, I guess. Um, so betters on the under one big and boy, was it under <laughs> 55 and a half finished up with 40 points. So, but Tampa, Tampa Bay, man, city of champs, city of champions. And the streaker, as Togo says here, placed a bet on himself. See, that's the other thing, too. You can go to the sports book. And and trust me now. See, here's the thing, because people are going to have to start watching this. Because that dude won like six figures betting on himself. I think, yeah, there was a a bet for a streaker or something. So why not go out, put a whole bunch of money on yourself. His friend helped him out. His friend actually created a little diversion so his boy could get down there and, you know, the rest is history. COVID times, baby. Strange times happening. I ain't necess- I mean, I, I'm not condoning, but got to kind of <laughs> admire the homie's ingenuity there because he got paid. Homie got paid. And anyway, there we have it. Um, you know, on the other side of the ball for Kansas City, obviously there are stories with um, Andy Reid's son um, being in a car accident, uh, a critical young or young girl in critical condition from that accident. Um, I have not heard an update on her. I, I hope she is still with us, and I hope that she can make a full recovery. But... You know, there's some stuff going on there, and obviously we know the history of Andy Reid and his sons and one of his sons who passed away from a drug overdose um, and had drug issues a few years ago. So, you know, his mind may not have been all the way into this game here, but again, we can't take any way or anything away from Tampa Bay. Just can't do it today. Um, Stories we're going to see over the next few weeks that are now breaking since the NFL season is over. Rumblings out of the Seattle Puget Sound area that, um, oh, Russell Wilson may be going. And that kind of came out of nowhere. Supposedly, Russell is a little upset with um, the lack of... Well, players protecting him, actually, his offensive line and things like that. He's taken a lot of hits over the past few years, and he wants that to be addressed. Otherwise, he may not be out there. Um, That story kind of started breaking today. And keep your eyes on that. I, I listen, this story just broke, so I'm not going to get all wild and stupid with it and say he's out of Seattle or, hey, let's look at where he can go from here and blah, blah, blah. Let's just give it a few days. Let's see how it percolates and you can go from there. But if he does want to get out, he may make a move sooner rather than later because you got, you know, folks out there.
So take a look. I mean, we've we've been talking about Deshaun, you know, Deshaun Watson all week as well. San Francisco trying to get up, get away from Jimmy Garoppolo. Sam Darnold was never a Sam Darnold guy, but he's out there. Somebody may take a chance on him. And the wild card, you know, Aaron Rodgers will be in Green Bay next year, in my opinion. Again, you can always say you never know, but he'll be there. But again, just another name there. And there's all kinds of other people out there. So let's just take a look, see what happens, and we will go from there. All right, folks, I am out of here. I am Vince Wright. I am the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. This has been another edition of the Sports Done Right podcast. Appreciate you. I uh, want to say, uh, send a shout out to Justin Ekstrom. He was he was going to be on the show tonight, my co-host from the North Star Sports podcast. He ran into some stuff tonight, and uh, we'll get him back on here very, very soon as well. So with that being said, my friends, be cool. Stay safe in them streets out there. And if you're in Minnesota, just stay warm because it is cold as a mofo out here. We'll be back next week. More Sports Done Right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.